Welcome to Emergency Contact, the podcast where people tell good stories about bad injuries. My name is Brian Russo, and with me, as always, is Mr. Andy Fitch. Hey, everybody. I'm not a doctor. Yep. I think we covered that last time, that Andy's a a whole slew of things, uh, but not a doctor. Right. Actually, you just said you were a pediatric... I uh, was it? Pediatric I was trying nurse. to become a pediatric nurse, but I think I've abandoned just any medical profession altogether. Because Already? I, yeah, I heard about this new thing, and I, I'm pretty interested in it, and I'm, I'm going to pursue that now. What's the new thing? Alchemy. Oh, and are you doing that as the secret as well? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not actively trying to turn things into gold. I'm just wishing that things would turn into gold. Okay. You know, you know what you could use? Like some sort of genie. That's true. All right. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's get our guest out of here. Not out of here. Get him out of here? Let's get our guest out here. Our guest today, the actor, filmmaker, voiceover, artiste, Andy Zoe. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How about you? (laughs) You're flattering me with all those, uh, those hyphenations. Well, knife to the back, you told me to say those things. I I was just going to say, uh, some guy. (laughs) Uh, so Andy, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Yeah. yeah, not not too hot out. No, not too hot out. I like the warmth. I I think I keep my AC on too cold in the house. So when I get out of there, I appreciate the warmth. See, I'm the opposite. I could just stay in front of the AC all day. I mean, I can't. I have to leave the house at some point. But it, it's a dream of mine. It's kind of like an alchemy thing where I'm I'm wishing to just stand in front of AC all day. Dream big. Dream big. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Andy, uh, you, you briefly kind of uh, mentioned your injury story you'd like to tell. Mm-hmm. So for the, the people that weren't Andy and I listening to you tell us <laughs> that, how about you not briefly but completely tell us the story? Okay. Uh, well, last fall uh, I was working as a production assistant for a documentary. It was a, uh, some new O.J. Simpson documentary. Uh, coinciding with all the other O.J. Simpson material that came oh, out last fall. I was fall. gonna ask, was that the ESPN thing that just I came out? I don't think so. It was for um, it was for Mass Appeal. Uh, I don't know if you know. It's like this this hip hop label was mm. doing it. I don't know if they've done anything with it or where it came out. But um, so I was basically driving a box truck around and uh, you know doing pretty great that day. Actually, I, I showed up late, but we got to. Set on time, and then I backed this box truck out of this enormously windy, woodsy road, like this one-way road. And then everyone saw me do it, and they're like, "Oh, he's great. He'll he'll be he'll be fine with this truck." <laughs> he, he backed it up <laughs> once. He's a pro. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just backed it up. It's like backing it down like a snaky, hilly, woodsy road leading up to some superstar's mansion that they were interviewing for All right, the project. Now you're making it sound a lot more exciting now. <laughs> Before I mean, you're just like, yeah, I backed it up a windy road, and now there's superstars involved. Uh, it was the what was her name? Star Jones. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It was Star Jones's house in like Long Island, huh. uh, and they were interviewing her about O.J. Simpson. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's like a one-way road. We get there, whatever. We get out, and everyone's like, "All right, it's time to go. We're gonna go and get lunch." Andy, you're going to go into the city back, you know, you're going to drop off some gear in the city. Like there's other stuff you have to do like somewhere, like they were going to go to Staten Island later that day. We were already, we're currently in Long Island. So, um, I split off from the group, you know, impressed with myself at how I'd handled (laughs) that, like reversing through like a hundred meters of the woods, um, with With superstars. Yeah. With nothing but my mirrors. And, uh, and your wits about you. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm in the backwoods of Long Island. I plug into my phone 
the the address, and I see you know taking some weird path that I I don't know I don't know any of the paths. I was actually led there by like uh, someone who lived there, and they were just going like left, right, left, right. So I had no idea where I was. I was so just you were alone at this point. Yeah, I was completely alone, just driving a box truck full of uh, camera gear, <laughs> expensive uh, gear, expensive gear, and so I'm just chugging along on a high. Uh, not really high, just, uh, <laughs> just, just pleasurably pleased. Um, and, you know, I see ahead of me, I see a, a very low bridge, um, a very low railroad bridge. So, you know, uh, it's like a little tunnel, and on top of it there's a railroad. And I'm looking at it, and I'm as I'm approaching this bridge, and I'm thinking, that's a really low bridge. <laughs> uh, but, you know... I'm driving a box truck. I'm driving. It's a it's a cube truck. It's really the smallest truck you could you could have. I'm thinking there's no way this truck doesn't doesn't make clearance everywhere. Like you know, <laughs> this is like the smallest truck. Like clearances are listed for you know big trucks. I yeah, mean, like I didn't. Yeah, exactly. I didn't really see any uh, prominent like signs or like postings saying like you know if you must be this height to get under the bridge. And so. I just went for it. And I was, <laughs> There's a clown with his was, hands. Like, <laughs> you must be under this tall. Um, it it wasn't like there was a huge straightaway leading up to it. I'd say I'd say it was like not like right around a bend, but um, you know, I think like a, it was like a medium curve to where like as as I saw it, I was debating whether I should go for it. And while I was still <laughs> approaching it, it wasn't like I saw it a long ways away and was like, hmm, let me second check that. So. So, you know, I, I go for it. <laughs> and uh, as I'm going under it, as I'm like 10 feet away, you know, still going like about us like 20, 30 miles an hour, like regular road, I'm thinking, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> and I slam on the brakes as I'm looking up at the, the ceiling. I'm, I'm leaning, you know, I'm leaning forward close to the to the, uh, the steering wheel to look up because otherwise, you know, I can't see past the cab of the 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 truck, and so I'm right next to the the steering wheel, looking up, seeing that I'm not going to make it, slamming on the brakes. I collide into the bridge. <laughs> My head slams into the steering wheel. Um, you know, there's a good like one or two seconds of like awful tearing noises um, at the top of the truck, and my head rebounds off the steering wheel, and I'm. And you kept driving. <laughs> and, and, every, no, I, and everything was okay. And everything was fine. Uh, no, I the truck was damaged, and so was I. Uh, you know, I cursed. I was just like, "Fuck!" And just immediately, <laughs> I was like, I immediately knew this was a really shitty situation to be in. Um, and you know, I I gauge myself, and I don't really feel anything on my forehead, but I start feeling uh, liquid pouring out of my forehead, and I'm like, "Oh, that's blood. There's blood flowing all over my face." <laughs> And so I'm like, fuck, well, I should get out of here. So I step out of the truck to survey the damage. A woman in a blue sedan is behind me, and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, do you need And she was, I was like, no. But she was like, do you need me to call the cops? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I was very upset about needing any sort of medical assistance at this point because, you know, I think... Some part of me, you know, I was the I was the PA on set. I was just like, oh man, I can't have fucked up this thing. It's like, and I was debating all the ways that I could, uh, all the ways that I could get out of going to the hospital and keep drive, finish the job somehow, <laughs> yeah. like take it back to CC uh, to the rental place and be like, hey guys, this happened. Just want to let you know. Um, 
but the job is done. Bye. <laughs> and then I would go to the hospital. But, um, you know, no, that, that was a terrible idea. So, you know, I waited around. Eventually the ambulance showed up. Eventually the cops showed up. And uh, apparently it happens at this bridge all the time. It's just a really low fucking bridge. They have like barely a bridge. Stuff is spray painted on it. That's like the clearance things. But it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to read the graffiti on yeah. a, a bridge to know that I, my truck can't pass underneath it's, it. Like the letters are like clearance this big. It's written with spray paint. It's not like a sign. I don't remember there being an actual sign. That's insane. That's got to be uh, illegal. Like you should be able to, like it's got to be some sort of federal mandate. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I also don't know anything about federal mandates for bridge clearance. Well, I know, I remember being like six years old and um, this uh, family friend of ours was taking my sister and I to the beach. There was a very similar situation where there's like a, an old, old like stone bridge with, uh, it used to have train tracks across the top, but now they had turned it into like a walkway. This like opening was round. So really only like vans were probably the biggest thing that could fit through it but there's no signs anywhere saying not to and this is a town that has like a lot of stores and you know like industrial commerce yeah so semi trucks are the only things that deliver those Mm -hmm. and at least twice i've seen trucks like the same thing like go in maybe like six feet and then just be totally stuck yeah i think someone called it it's a they're getting the can opener. Yeah. And it's a given can opener to the truck. And is, and, that, is that basically what happened? So, no, I did not fully open that truck, but because um, I, you know, I put on the brakes as I was approaching. So, it, damage was relatively minimal compared to what it compared to if I'd gone full speed, I could have shaved the entire thing off. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was about, there was about a foot by a foot, you know, dent in the top of the corner. So, I'd missed the clearance of the, the bridge by about a foot, and I'd gone about a foot into the bridge. And and what about your head? Was there was there a big old dent in that? Yeah, there was. Um, <laughs> I ended up getting. Well, there was mo- there's multiple things about the the my head injury. Well, one the day before this, I was uh, working on an iPhone commercial, and the I got a call from my agent while I was at the scene. Like, well, before the ambulance showed up, and they were like, "Hey, Andy, uh, you know the Apple wants to shoot another another bit tomorrow. It's like it's like a." A supplementary bit to the actual commercial. Are you available? And I was like, Oh, was this for Bonnie. you to shoot or for you to for act me to in? for me to act in? I was oh. acting in an iPhone commercial the day before. So the next day, I was moonlighting as a PA, okay. and I got a phone call on set after this car accident that they wanted to shoot some like additional like social media stuff for tomorrow. And I was like, my agent Bonnie, I was like, Bonnie. I, 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 I think a, I think I have a problem here. There's a little continuity, <laughs> and, here. and they are like, "What do you mean?" And I, I was like, "Well, I told them what happened." They're like, "Send us a picture," and I sent them a picture, and they're like, "Okay, we'll let them know." <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was there, and I argued with the paramedics for like a, probably like a solid like five minutes. I was like, "What are the odds that like I can just refuse service, finish the job, and go back?" And I think they, you know, they saw it through my young like well-meaning but misguided bullshit that they're like no you could have a concussion you could get an infection like you should go right now and i was like all right fine i didn't have a concussion because i think uh luckily my head was already very close to the steering wheel i think there wasn't like that yeah because i was leaning over to look up i don't think there was the sort of wide swing impact and that really i think the tear happened because the material of a steering wheel gripped my face and just tore it yeah. as opposed to it being an impact thing. Cause there was very little bruising at okay. all. It, it did not have much 
semblance of being an impactful injury. It was just mm. more of a tear. So it tore about like a two to three inch gash uh, right in my forehead, like right in the Harry Potter scar yeah, area. I was going to say uh, that. Yeah, no, def- I've gotten that a lot. <clears throat> Went to the hospital, sat around for like an hour or two, didn't know that I should say... I didn't, you know, I, people say this about hospitals. If you say you're in more pain, you'll get treated faster. But, you know, I was there trying to be a hero. And yeah. I was like, it doesn't really hurt. It didn't really hurt that bad. It didn't. But I was not, I was saying that. And then people were like, oh, okay. And so I sat around for a couple hours. Uh, eventually they got this, uh, because I think, you know, I was like, oh, I guess this is going to be covered under the company's insurance. Because, you know, at this point it also called production. Mm-hmm. They had come to go and pick up the truck and everything. Like, it was uh you know, it wasn't something I was happy about, but they picked it up. I, mean, I was in touch with them, and they they were like, "The insurance will take care of everything." So I was like, "Well, I guess I might as well get the best surgeon." They were like, "We can just get you like a regular surgeon, or we can get you a plastic surgeon." I was <laughs> like, "Well, I guess I'll get the plastic surgeon," and they did a pretty bang up job. The scarring has been very minimal. You know, I had about thirteen stitches in my forehead for uh-huh. a while, uh, slathering Vaseline and antibacterial ointment on it for like weeks. Um, but that's kind of a, a bonus. Yeah, I guess. Anytime you get to slather Vaseline on your head is a good day. Yeah, I really took to it afterwards. I kept doing it, even though <laughs> I didn't really need to. Um, I got hooked. <laughs> uh, now, when the uh, production company came, were they like, hey, man, I thought you were good at driving after you did that sweet <laughs> stunt? Um, like Star Jones vouched for you. <laughs> that bothers me. What? She's such a superstar. Why can't she have a driveway big enough for him to turn around? Hey, it's a it's a box truck. She's a superstar, Brian. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's her mansion in Long Island. I, I don't know why they couldn't have had a wider road, but they didn't. You couldn't even back a a smaller car out of it, I think. You could you'd probably have to get to right up to the house and do like a, a fifty point turn to reverse <laughs> anything else. Right, so she's at fault here. It just sounds like the beginning of like a horror movie. Like it's designed to keep people in. But yeah, so later that night, um, you know, hours later, um, I'm in touch with uh, my producer and he sends uh, another, an assistant producer to, with the truck, with the truck I crashed, so, because he's driving it, to pick me up from the hospital in Long Island and uh, drive me back home. So <laughs> did somebody wipe the steering wheel off? <laughs> uh there was blood on the steering wheel last I checked. I think he, I think he might have tidied it up a little okay. bit. You know, I, I always kind of wonder about that stuff. Like when it's an accident that you can walk away from, and the the vehicle can keep moving. Is it on you to clean that up, or is like the people that respond like going to be like, oh, you know what, we have the the antibacterial stuff that we can we can clean that for you, or are they just like. Oh, we'll we'll take you out and we'll we'll bring you to the ambulance. But all that blood on your steering wheel—that's on you. I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they yeah, don't. I would assume it's on the the injured. Okay. I'm assuming it's on whoever has to come and pick up that car. You know, they don't. Yeah, they don't. Ambulance doesn't have a cleaner with it. Well, there's there's crime scene cleanup crews. Do you think they could just wipe off the steering wheel a little bit too? Probably did. I mean, one of the cops uh, backed the truck out and pulled it onto the side of the road. While I was down a treated. winding road. No, no, this was on like a bigger road now. Okay, you know, like Sawmill Road or something. I'd have to go and look it up. Old Sawmill Road. Something you don't like want to go there. Something like that. Star Jones lives on Sawmill Road. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you? Were they mad? Like the production company? No, they were very. That guy. This know, happens all the time. Yeah, not that it happens all the time, <laughs> but they're like. 
I mean, if anyone was annoyed, I just certainly didn't hear. Everyone was just like, oh shit, like, let's make sure you're okay. Obviously, who cares? Who gives a fuck about the truck or this OJ documentary? They don't want someone dying on set. Like, you know. Well, I didn't know if they were like, did, were there like damage to the stuff that was in the truck? No, no. The the stuff that was in the truck was all like secure in cases. Fine. And stuff, right? Yeah. It's like, like I said, there was like a one foot by one foot corner taken out of the truck. So it's not like. Yeah. So the, nothing jostled around. And, yeah. Like, it's not or, like even like. Except it's like it would probably still snogging. be pretty pretty rainproof except for like one corner like might leak. Uh, it really like just inverted a corner of it by a foot. So did you keep working for them after you got out of the hospital? <sighs> I they they hit me up. They they were like we know it was just an accident like we know it doesn't reflect on like the rest of like you know what you can do. So it's like, like you know we'll we'll be in touch and they got in touch like maybe a few weeks later with like another driving job and I was like nah. <laughs> I I think I learned my honestly, lesson. Honestly, that was probably one of the last PA jobs I did. Oh, okay. And I think I I might have done like another one after that where I just like helped out on set and stuff, but I I'm a little gun shy of driving jobs now. Yeah. Have you been driving since? Cars? Yeah, yeah in driven, general. I've driven cars and stuff. Yeah, I think it's really the, the trucks because I yeah. that wasn't my first accident with a uh, a box truck. Really? Uh, yeah. My the 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 first accident I got into with a box truck was with a This was just like a fender bender sort of thing, but you know, obviously very silly was I was mm-hmm. driving a 20-foot box truck, which is a little more heft, which is you know a bit longer than uh, the usual box truck, so like a U-Haul size truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a spot, and I was like, "Oh, I'll pull right into it, like right where we were going to load in." Mm-hmm. And I pull in, and you know, I'm the wide oh, turn. Yeah, the wide turn, and I'm not cognizant of the the long tail on the truck. This was uh, this was like two years ago, and the the end of it clips through a parked a parked Mercedes Benz. Destroys like the okay, so I'm pulling over to the right, so the Mercedes Benz is parked behind me, and so it clips the front left end of the Mercedes Benz, tears through it, gets to the tire. Like, and by the time, so by the you know, I noticed this, get out of the truck, and like the guy comes down, and it was like next year's model, and he was like, I've had it for a month. And he was just, he was pretty, he was pissed, but in the sort of, in in a very level way where it's like, you know, you can tell he's pissed, but you can tell he doesn't, he knows getting angry isn't going to do anything more. He was like, well, come upstairs, let's fill out some paperwork. (laughs) I was like, all right. So I did that, uh, finished, that was a job for, I was working on like a Vogue campaign with Lena Dunham and we were just like picking stuff up. But yeah, uh, that was the first time I got into a box accident. truck accident. Yeah, box truck accident. So you've taken box truck driver off of your acting resume. Yeah. Well, not yeah. act. Well, it's no longer on his like skills list. I guess it's oh, on my. I mean, I'm gonna assume if I'm gonna be driving driving a box truck for, truck for a, an acting job, it'll be. Oh yeah. Much safer. Yeah. will probably be a stunt person. Yeah, I was gonna say driving, you'll be a stunt person. You know, yeah. I'll, I probably won't even be driving. I'll just be <laughs> sitting in the box truck. They just want someone who looks like they know how to drive a box truck. Uh, uh, until it crashes. Yeah, and then the stunt driver will be like hiding in the engine or something. Yeah, I mean, I've I've only driven like U-Haul type trucks, and it's somewhat terrifying because well, being so high up and like not really knowing your size, it can make you feel a little. It's nerve wracking. Com- yeah, well, it's like you you don't realize how easily you could smash into somebody or like tear apart a Mercedes Benz. Well, for me, the the thing is like the amount of like weight behind you. It's so much different than driving like a regular car, and mm-hmm. probably the closest thing I've had to driving like a bigger truck was driving like a large SUV with a, I don't know, 15 foot sailboat on the back, <laughs> which is like kind of like on a trailer on the back. 
and I had never driven anything with a trailer before and I had to drive it through. We picked it up in Massachusetts and had to take it into New York City and then back wow. over to West New York. Uh, and driving that was just bonkers. I like I didn't do it the entire time. I was with some other people, but uh, it's the scariest thing to be on like a four lane highway with nobody around you. Like even that, I was just like, if a deer runs out and I like turn this a little bit to avoid oh, yeah. it, like, oh, yeah, you're the, done. We're just rolling over and setting on fire. I mean, at that point, I would hit the deer. I just oh, just have you ever hit a deer? In. No, I've never hit a deer. I've never hit an animal in general. I've hit a deer just with your hand. Yeah, smacked him <laughs> across the face. It's like, get out of here. Uh, no, uh, is last year. A deer ran out in front of me, and it, the oh, back yeah. leg hit my headlight and just ripped apart the whole headlight. And the deer was like, what the hell, man? No, he, he ran off into the woods, I assume. Well, the deer was fine. Well, I don't know about that. But, but the deer was not. No, it didn't spin out or anything. No, like it, it cleared the, the deer road. did not spin out. No, I'm saying like <laughs> if you clip the back of it, it, like, you know, it could spin out into the road and get hit by more, another <laughs> Yeah, it did a, a 900. <laughs> it, was, it was an insane stunt. Uh, it uh, was like a Tokyo Drift with its hooks. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was, uh, it was on set of the new Fast and the Furious movie. Um, okay, so Andy. Andy. Yeah. If, uh, if you could give any advice to someone that would be in a situation similar to yours, what would it be? Always know your fucking clearance. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's spray painted hastily on a bridge, be conservative. With <laughs> okay, yes, yeah. that, that's that's. I'm good sure. Advice. I'm sure this is honestly. This is probably some super basic thing they teach to like truck drivers in truck driving school. Yeah, but I didn't go to truck driving school. Yeah, exactly, I was just driving a box truck through the backwoods of Long Island. Terrifying backwoods <laughs> of Long Island. Yeah, this is uh, Star Jones land. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great story that I think we should follow that up with a great game. What do you say, Andy? I say let's do it. I say Andy? let's do it too. Uh, I was. Which Andy was I talking to? I thought it was me. We'll never know. He responded first. Well, you guys are both on board, correct? Yes, I right. am. Uh, well, Andy. I don't what, want to speak for all Andys, but I personally am ready. <laughs> it, is your full name Andrew? It is. Is yours not? No, it is not. What is your full name? It's Andy. Andy really? Zhou. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know like, why. It's like a, it's like a anglicization of uh, my Chinese name. Huh. I don't know if my parents picked it because of how easily it could be anglicized, but oh. so my my you know my full Chinese name is Tolandi, hmm. and my English name is Andy Zhou. So you know, family name, for, you know, first in Chinese, but yeah. other ways, it's still just like Andy Zhou. Are you ever called by your full name? Tolandi. Yeah. If my mom is like <laughs> scolding me, yeah, yeah. If she's angry. See, I, my parents never call me Andrew. Ever. Like, even if I was in trouble. Really? What and about using your middle name? Never. Hmm. It was, like, I, I I often forget my full name is Andrew. Andrew R- Fitch? Yes. You gotta bleep that out. <laughs> uh, no, it's just, like, I honestly, I might as well just change it to Andy. The only time it's ever prevalent in my life is be- when I sign, like, legal documents. I think I've called you Andrew on the podcast once or twice. Yeah, and I've held a grudge ever since. All right. That's what it is. <laughs> I finally pinpointed it. <laughs> Okay, so you guys both want to play a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Andy, games. what game do we got ready? Today, we're going to play something a little new. It's going to be Sport Blooper 2.0. Ooh, Sport Sport Blooper 2.0. Sport Blooper 2.0. What is, what, is, what is Sport Sport Blooper 2.0? Well, first, let's hear that theme song. 
we just put them in in post. Yeah. Um, um, well, Sport Blooper originally was... Uh, it's <laughs> it's the only game that people have won on this podcast. And it's... Uh, basically, we, we would give you a an athlete with a situation... A situation that left them injured. Yeah, and it was two different situations. And you'd have to choose the one that was real. The one that actually ah, happened. Oh, okay. So it'd be like this baseball player crashed his car delivering or like driving pizzas home or got his foot run over by like a pizza delivery man. Mm-hmm. And you had to guess which one was real. Which one's real? Okay. We, we okay. also have a game th- called... That, that's Sport Blooper. This is also, Sport Blooper 2.0. We have another what? game what? called Break or Fake, which is where I would give you a, a, a an injury... The name of an injury and the description, you have to tell me if it's break, like a real injury, or fake, a fake injury, like a true oh, or false okay, so sort of like thing. like the, the medical term for right. like a certain injury and right. whether or not that's the real thing. Oh, and wow. Sport Blooper 2.0 is a little bit, it's a, it's a mixture of the two. Yeah. We're, we're doing an Olympic version since this is coming out during the Olympics. I'm going to give you an Olympian uh, and an injury that person sustained, uh, and you have to tell me if that is true, if, the, if that injury actually happened, or if it's false. If it didn't happen at all, or if it was a different injury. Okay. And on the line for a prize, we've got. You're gonna play for the gold. Oh, you're gonna play for the gold. Oh my god! You're gonna you go guys have a gold medal? Gold? Well, we didn't say that, but oh, okay. If you want it in a metal size, you can melt it down and yeah, it's shape it's an it. ingot. So you have to get two out of three uh, to oh, win. There's, there's three questions. Yes. Three. Oh wow. Okay, so are you ready to play Sport Blooper 2.0? Yes, I am. So number one, Andy, go ahead. Uh, South Korean weightlifter Jae Hyuk Sa, a gold medalist in 2008, was forced to leave competition after injuring himself on his second attempt at lifting 162 kilograms. What was misdiagnosed as a muscle strain was found to be a compression fracture of his lower vertebrae after x-rays were taken. True or false? I mean, that sounds, that sounds pretty believable. I guess I would go with true. Andy? It's incorrect. Oh, it's false. It's a dislocated yeah. elbow. Okay. And if you uh, if you look it up, it's pretty gross. Oh, it's weightlifting, yeah. Yeah, well, which so we found out last week was one of the more dangerous Olympic sports. Yeah. Oh yeah. N- number five on the the list of most injury most I- sport. Fuck. That was a really brutal gif the other day of a guy. Yeah. Just oh like yeah. Doing some sort of uh, overhead lift, then he he doesn't make it. The the bell the bar just. Snaps his arm backwards and Ugh. falls on his back. That might have been the guy. <laughs> no, that was, that did not look like a Korean man. It looked like no. a, a European man, if yeah. uh, anything. Uh, so number two. At this year's Olympics in Rio, you may have seen this, French gymnast Samir Ait Saeed broke his left leg landing a vault in his qualifying round. Did you see that? Yes, I did see that. It is gross. It is gross. Uh, four years prior to that, at the 2012 European Championships, he broke his right leg on the same kind of vault two months before the 2012 Olympics. True or false? So this year was left leg. Four years prior, he did the same vault, broke his right leg. That, that seems a little, that seems like it would be a little too good to be true. I would say false. That's Andy? true. Oh. That's true? True. Oh he missed gosh. the 2012 Olympics. What a fake out. It, he missed the 2012 Olympics. Uh, he was going to be in it. He had qualified, but he... Uh, had done the exact same injury to his other leg? Right. No. This is crazy because I didn't hear that after all this hullabaloo about his injury this time. Well, like, you think that would be a great story? Yeah, that would. You think that would be a very specific thing? French gymnast has broken both legs successively trying to do the same routine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I in the um, 
I don't know if it was the voiceover that happened live or if it was voiceover that happened when they were kind of going over the footage again. It's not something they're showing a lot on TV right now because it's pretty gruesome. You can find it online, but uh, someone had mentioned it very like under the radar. Was, yeah, in passing. Like, oh, by the way, this happened four years ago and he couldn't go to the Olympics. But it kind of makes sense when you see his reaction because he just he, he looks disappointed. He face palms. He yeah. doesn't like he doesn't cry or get like mad or anything. And it's a very like, oh, this happened again sort of mm-hmm. reaction. Now, well, here we you, go you again. think. You don't hear about it too often. You'd think that they would know at this point there's something wrong with his bone density. <laughs> there's something off that he's not fit for this. His coach is saying. Especially this high, I don't know, maybe get, put him on the rings or something, like, but he, not this high impact landing stuff. Just stay home. He just actually home. is a very good, uh, very good on the rings. He uh, normally competes in that as well. Until his arm broke. <laughs> no. Oh, so so I, I didn't actually see the, uh, the injury. Did it happen on the landing? Or yeah. The, yeah. As he landed... Uh, he kind of over-rotated and like fell to the side and his leg stayed in the same place. And then he went, argh, darn, not again. That's something I miss is like sport, sport blooper, like videos. videos. <laughs> My grandparents had that and they would play it for me all the time. <laughs> that and Casper VHS. Yeah. We had Betty Boop. The classic yeah, Casper yeah, yeah. cartoons. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. So you've already lost, but I'm going to yeah. do number three, uh, Chinese hurdler, Lu Zhang, who is a world record holder, a former world champion, and a former Olympic champion, was the gold medal favorite at the 2012 London Olympics for the 110-meter hurdles. Uh, he was forced to withdraw after tearing a quadricep, clearing his first hurdle in his first heat. True or false? We go with true. It's false. He oh gosh, pulled geez. his Achilles tendon. Zero for three. But you can double or nothing. You can get twice the nothing. <laughs> you can double nothing. Uh, probably the most famous of famous, the most famousest of all sports injuries in, in recent memory is Carrie Strug landing on one foot after her vault to get the women's gymnastic team, the gold medal in, uh, Georgia. Atlanta. Yes. Atlanta, not the country, Georgia. (laughs) Um, uh, her injury was a third degree lateral sprain with some excessive tendon damage. True or false? I, I have no perspective on it, so I'm going to say true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Finally. Yes. Uh, she had over-rotated just having like a minor sprain on that first vault, but then her coach uh, said, you need to do this. You have to do this. And she did it again. Apparently, uh, they found out later that she didn't have to do that. They still would have got the gold because uh, of Dominique Mochianu's 9.2 on the same, same event. But, but it wouldn't have been an, an Olympic moment. That scary Russian man. Yeah, the gymnast coaches are usually Russian, yeah. right? Okay, well, unfortunately, you, well, you did get double nothing there. So here's yeah. your two nothings. <laughs> Thank you. Enjoy them. Uh, and with that, I think that's all, all the time we have for today. Cause you got to jet off to a sweet, sweet voiceover, uh, audition. Oh uh, yeah. So Andy, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I'll plug, um, uh... <laughs> darn it. That Andy. <laughs> um, no, not really. I think I'm, I'm, no? think I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Andy, would you like to plug? Anything? I'm glad that <laughs> I'll plug Margaret Glassby. She's a musician and I, I have enjoyed her music recently yeah any any particular song or uh or album uh well she just put out uh, her first full length and there's a song on there called somebody to anybody that i i like quite a bit all right so so check that out well you know what i'll plug something uh there's a great show called punder dome 
It's happening tonight, and it happens, I think, on the uh, first Thursday of every month okay. uh, in Brooklyn at a venue called Littlefield, and it's basically a competitive pun-making competition. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. You would think it's, uh, it is pretty nerdy, and you think it's pretty nerdy, um, but here's the thing. It's a music venue, and it is packed shoulder-to-shoulder, standing room only, every time wow. it happens. Every, wow. every single time. Uh, are there mosh pits for the puns? <laughs> uh, nobody moshes. There's no not yet. Not a, to they're, there. they're very uh, they're very focused on the pun making, but you know. Um, Do people boo? I just picture this as like the end of a mile. People, people <laughs> have booed, but only for if someone makes a particularly racy or offensive uh, pun. Okay. All right. Um, Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I think I'm going to plug uh, Solid Foods. They're delicious, they're good for you, and uh, it makes your stool nice and uh, regular. So uh, look out for solid foods. Coming to a, Com- a coming town to, near you. Coming to literally every store and uh, grocery, uh, bodega, solid foods. So look out for it. And with that, I think we'll, uh, we'll close the show like we usually do, where we say... As much as we like talking about injuries. We don't like getting them. And we don't want you to get them either. So stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. <laughs>